0: an awesome tool to start pulling pieces together of what needs to happen in order to get to your goals. Um, so if you come in and you take this and we're looking at it and some of your metrics are, you know, beyond what maybe is considered healthy, or maybe it's even like pretty healthy, but you just want to change something because of the way you're feeling, or maybe how your clothes are fitting or whatever the case may be. We now can pinpoint ways to tweak your habits in order to move forward.
1: Hello and welcome back, everyone, to the 416 Fitness Club podcast. As always, Coach Megs, what's happening today?
0: What is happening today? Today's a good day. There's blue skies. We're ready to rock. (laughs)
1: I love it. So we're in here to try to do a quick podcast, but a very informative one in that. Um, And so before we get to that, any quick news and notes, updates you got for all the listeners?
0: Yes, we are full swing in December sweat, which has been a ton of fun so far. And it uh, turns out we've learned that stickers are fun at any age. So uh, get in, get your sweats in uh, for the rest of the month. We're trying to hit that 17. Um, and then the other thing is, by the time this comes out, we're going to be on our last couple of days of getting your chance to order a new swag. So oh, some yeah. hats, some sweaters. So you're going to want to get on top of that ASAP.
1: Getting cold out. You need a crew neck. it's it's true open your presence in a 416 fitness club crew neck
0: Ooh, maybe that should be a little contest post a (laughs) picture opening your presence in a crew neck from 416
1: (laughs) exactly um yeah get marchy on that cool all right without further ado today's topic the embody machine
0: yes the thing that half of people love and half of people are scared of.
1: Agreed. It's, uh, it's a good topic. People always ask about it. I always talk about it in consultations. There's a big majority of our members that are, there's a minority of our members that take advantage of using the InBody machine and we'll kind of get to that later. But I think the first thing I want to talk about is like, what the hell is this thing? Why do we have it? What mm. is the InBody machine? And I'm going to go through... Kind of just kind of like the top level details about what this thing is. Thing is. Um, and uh, and then we'll get into a little bit about why we feel it's a good tool to use for our members and you know how often you guys should be using it. So ultimately, what the in-body machine is, it's a bioelectrical impedance analysis. So What that means in real English is it's a method for measuring your body composition, including your muscle mass, your body fat, and your total body water. And the way that it measures this is it sends alternating low and high frequency electrical currents through the water in your body via the contact with electrodes on your thumbs and on your feet. And so basically, this will determine the total body water, which can then be used to derive your fat-free mass, which is the portion of your body that doesn't contain, that does not contain fat, including your muscle and bone, as well as your body fat. And so ultimately, those are the main measurements that this machine will provide for you. Anything to add on that, (laughs) Max?
0: No, that was great.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so when you do one of these scans, it prints out this really cool kind of sheet with a ton of information on it. And so I'm just gonna quickly go through the different sections of the sheet um, you know for listeners, the best way to kind of get a better understanding for what I'm talking about is to come in and and uh, get a scan down. you can see the sheet um, in real life and all the things I'm going to talk about. Okay, so the first thing on this sheet is, Um, the body composition analysis is is what it's called and there's basically five main sections so this is the first section in this section what you're going to learn is what your total body water is and so ultimately your total body water and what that means is it's the amount of water content found in your body um basically, you know, majority of human bodies are made up of water, as you guys know. And a very healthy number here is looking at upwards of 60%. For, for men, um, 60 to 65%. Women will be a little bit lower at around 50 to 55% um, is what we're looking at for a, a, a norm there. Um, so if you're dehydrated, generally that number is going to be lower. And how does that really affect your body composition? Well. To have lean muscle and muscle mass, it needs water, okay? Most of your muscle is water. And so if you're dehydrating your body, then this is going to tell us, and it's going to also show us that you might not be able to hold on to or build the muscle that you want because you don't have enough water. Um, The second thing on the list is your dry lean mass. And what this is, is it's the value of the weight um, of the protein and mineral content in your body your bones, your tendons, your ligaments, that sort of stuff is uh, your organs um, is what we're talking about here in your dry lean mass. And then third on the list is gonna be your body fat mass. And so this is the value that reveals how much body fat both on the surface as well as your visceral fat, which is your internal fat. And then when you add all three of these things up together, you get your weight your total body weight, which is something that most people really, really attach themselves to just that one number. Um, and so you can see even in the first part of the sheet that the scan will break down what that weight actually means in terms of water, dry lean mass and body fat mass. Anything to add to that one, Megs?
0: I mean, that one's pretty fun. The, I think the one thing that always comes up is the body fat mass, the, thing I like to highlight is it is both fat you need and the fat that you don't need because a lot of people kind of freak out at that number right off the bat. Um, Correct. But some of that is padding your organs and it's like you need it. If it was zero, you wouldn't be sitting in front of me when we look at that.
1: Right. Um, so as we move down the sheet, the next thing is called, the next section is called the muscle fat analysis. So the first section was all about you. Okay. It's what you're made of. The muscle fat analysis actually compares your results to what is a healthy average range for people that are the same height and sex as you. And so what this section measures is your weight, which we've already done. Now your skeletal muscle mass and your body fat mass. Um, And so with the muscle fat analysis, you get a better understanding of where your current body composition is so you can make you know any changes that your coach believes you can make to try to get to where you want to be and so it provides a very easy to understand overview of your body composition and it helps kind of narrow or the goal is to kind of narrow the focus um, of what your health goals are and so within this muscle fat analysis there's three components there's your total body weight which we've already measured your skeletal muscle mass which is Uh, Muscle that can be grown and developed through exercise. So unlike your lean body mass, which includes everything except body fat, you can confidently interpret, you know, an increase in your skeletal muscle mass gain, you know, just from the fact that you worked out more um so it's really cool it's, it's something that we like to measure it's a measurement that i preach that if you see this number going up you're generally going to see your body fat percentage go down you're going to be moving towards more of the ideal you know body composition that you're looking for the third thing that this section measures is your body fat mass so your body fat mass is how much body fat you have both surface level and your internal fat and so the body fat analysis also tells you whether you have a you know like a healthy balance of muscle to body fat mass in respect to your weight okay that's section two megs anything to add on that one
0: no that's just my favorite section i like the muscle mass one
1: (laughs) yes big fans of muscle mass uh, so the yes. third thing that this this uh, machine is going to measure is something that we call or is called the obesity analysis. And this section displays your body fat percentage, or it's also known as percentage of body fat, and your body mass index, as well as the healthy ranges for those measurements. So your body fat percentage is a division of your body fat mass um, by your total weight. And it's a much better indicator of your risk of obesity than than your BMI. Um and your your body fat percentage, it's also a superior metric for assessing your obesity and overall um health risk. So why do you think that you should focus on body fat percentage over your your um BMI megs? Any ideas? Well,
0: I mean, muscle uh, is a lot more dense than fat. So generally, you can often have people with a BMI that looks really high because they have a high amount of muscle. So that's not generally always going to be the right answer. Some I've had times where people's BMI says that they are not in a healthy range, but they are just mm-hmm. ripped with muscle and their body fat percentage overall is actually quite low.
1: Exactly. And so it's actually one of those other tricky ones. And, and it's generally the second thing, well, maybe body fat percentage, but it's usually the second thing that people will point to after their body weight and say, well, my BMI is really high. Well, your BMI does not differentiate between fat or muscle. So that's a very important factor to consider uh, when we're looking to change body composition. Um, And so on the other hand, you know, body fat percentage puts your weight into context by showing how much of it is fat mass. Um, And so then when you track changes in your body fat percentage, it lets you focus on the actual fat loss and not just weight loss, which can also come from muscle mass, as we know, especially if we stop lifting weights and just do cardio. Yep.
0: (laughs) We want that heavy, dense muscle.
1: Exactly. All right, we're going to keep going here Only a few more uh, um, components on this sheet. So the next thing is body composition history. So the cool thing about body composition history is this is a graph that displays at the bottom of the sheet. um, And it's ultimately the most vital measurements that we take from this machine. And the beauty of it is we're able to compare it to your previous scans, up to eight scans actually. Um, And so you can easily, or your coach, can help you easily spot trends and track your progress over time. And so what you'll see at the bottom of the results sheet is this body composition history graph, which automatically will track your weight, skeletal muscle mass, and body fat percentage over the course of your last eight tests. Um, and you'll see, you know, lines that go up or lines that go down, depending on how your scan goes. And so, the purpose of this graph is to kind of let you monitor positive and negative changes in your body composition, so you can adjust your diet and exercise plan as needed to reach, you know, whatever desire you have. Um, and so, the body composition history graph it makes it easy to spot positive um, composition changes that occur. Like I said. Like I said, so for instance, a gradual increase in skeletal muscle mass and a decrease in body fat percentage over a few tests will indicate that you've made you know excellent progress towards improving your overall body composition. Um, but not all the time is it going to be positive. Sometimes it's going to be negative. Um, and so this is also a good tool. Sometimes you need to see that, you know, maybe you have been putting in the work, but it's not, you know, totally going the way that you want. And that's just a way for us to to help you identify some, making some alterations to your plan versus, you know, taking it as, as a real negative. Um, And I think the other thing to understand here with body fat percentage, um, and those three metrics is they're all kind of ratioed together. So What some people don't realize is your body fat percentage, if your muscle mass goes up, automatically your body fat percentage is going to go down because it's a ratio of that in your body weight. That's just how it works. Um, So it's an interesting way to think about it of your body fat percentage, because now you just got to say to yourself, I need to build some muscle and, you know, I'll get to under 12% body fat.
0: Looking at that, that's one of my favorites to compare because um, when you don't have anything else and you're not looking at these metrics and you're only looking at weight, your weight can be like staying exactly the same, but your clothes are fitting different because you're actually building muscle and your body fat percentage is going down. Or you might even right. be gaining a little bit of weight, but it's all in muscle sure. and it's not. So just that scale number of overall weight is not telling you exactly what's going on.
1: Right. So there's a couple other things that this sheet shows, and I'll run through them really quickly. One of them is called the the segmental lean analysis, um, and what this does is it literally segments your body into parts. So it'll show your limbs, your each arm separately, and your torso separately, um, and it and it shows or displays, sorry, um, your lean body mass in all of those segments, and it shows you in pounds, as well as as those parts of your body's sufficiency to support the body weight as a percentage that was really tricky to say and so basically what it says is like is your left leg strong enough to support your body and that might sound a little weird to you um, especially if you don't have a sheet in front of you but the way that I look at that is it helps us identify potential injuries it helps us identify potential. Um, um, if you've had an injury, it, it'll show us how far you're progressing in terms of improving that side. Um, let's say it's your left leg or something. You had a knee problem, in your left leg. Well, that'll make you not put a lot of weight or train that left leg. And so what you'll see in this analysis is that your left leg muscle mass is going to be a hell of a lot lower. Um, and it, it'll show you the percentage that it needs to be and how much more you need to increase it from a uh, muscle mass standpoint in order to actually support your body weight properly. So it's a really cool kind of display on there that that you'll see. Um, and then the last thing is your, your basal metabolic rate. I don't know if it's basal or basal, but we're just going to go with... <laughs> Basal metabolic rate or your BMR, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. And ultimately, what this shows, guys, is how many calories would you burn if you laid in bed all day? And so it's a really interesting number because ultimately it's just, you know, determining what your body functions provide in terms of caloric expenditure on a daily basis. And it's the starting point for understanding, you know, how much, how many calories you should take in on a daily basis, because what you're going to do is you're going to combine that with your active calories burn. So how much walking are you doing? How much training are you doing? What are the things you're doing around the house that will burn calories on a daily basis? And when you combine those things, you get a better read on how many calories you actually burn during the day, then you can get an understanding of, okay, well, if I burn 2500 calories a day, and I eat 2000 calories a day, I'm in a caloric deficit, I will probably be losing weight, as an example. All right, <laughs> that's what the sheets show. Is there anything that you want to add that I may have missed?
0: Nope. I mean, we can go into like details about lots of different things in there, and which is, I mean, maybe why you're going next.
1: That's right. So I'm just going to straight up ask you this question, Megs. This is a fancy machine. I just went through all of that science-y, you know, explanation on what it what it shows us. But why do we use it? Why do we have it?
0: It is an awesome tool to start pulling pieces together of what needs to happen in order to get to your goals. Um, so if you come in and you take this and we're looking at it and some of your metrics are, you know, beyond what maybe is considered healthy or Maybe it's even like pretty healthy, but you just want to change something because of the way you're feeling or maybe how your clothes are fitting or whatever the case may be. We now can pinpoint ways to tweak your habits in order to move forward. And then we have an actual way to measure if it works or not.
1: Exactly. I mean, I'm huge on measuring things anyways. I've I've talked about that multiple times on episodes in this podcast. And so this is just another tool that helps us measure progress. And it's really important, from, in my opinion, you know, if you have a gym membership, you know, one of the ways that you can see your value in that gym membership is to see if you're making progress towards your goals and the in is a way to measure progress honestly, for a lot of things, not just like body composition change, because increasing muscle mass will also show increase in, in body strength. Um, and so if that's one of your goals, then this will help you kind of determine that. Um, it can also, you know, again, show you help you go through that equation of, you know, how much should I be eating? How many calories am I burning? And so those types of things um, are really important to understand as you go into a health, uh, health journey to reach certain goals. And so measuring things um, is a really important part of, you know, reaching milestones, reaching goals. Um, and this is just another tool to do it. I mean, the other part of it is like we've already talked about, it can help you take the mindset of using the normal bathroom scale, meaning your weight as the be all end all in determining whether or not you're seeing progress. Cause this is going to go way deeper than just your weight.
0: Is that along with like, stop, like to stop using weight numbers as like the thing to aim for because i don't know why but i feel like in general we all kind of have this number in our head that we think we need to hit you know like um i hear it a lot i don't know why but about like 125 is this number that comes up with women a lot which is not a big number but like it's it's very small and that's hard Mm -hmm. to do and like i think the last time I was weighing and that was like when I was more in my, you know, like preteen kind of area, but this Mm -hmm. was this number and it haunted me my whole twenties as this number I needed to get back to. Um, But the question like later on in life, once you start looking at something like this is why? Why that number? That number actually doesn't matter. You know, I weigh more than that now, but I have muscle mass that supports it. And I actually think I feel better, look better in where I'm at. So it's learning right. to not hinge on this number. And we all seem to have one. I bet if you asked almost anyone, they would have a number in their head and they're like, I want to weigh X.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of the time, it's it's like you said, it's because they're referring back to a period of time, maybe when they were that weight, and they, they feel like they have good memories that how they felt when they were that weight. But as we've proven time and time again, like most people who go through the most positive body composition changes, especially in a sustainable way, um, don't lose that much actual body weight. It's the, you know, the change in the ratios of those those um, markers that we talked about in terms of body fat percentage and, and skeletal muscle mass that actually make the, the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So that's why we use it. Um, how can it be a tool if I'm a client, if I'm a member, and I'm thinking, okay, well, how can, how can it be a tool for me? What would you say?
0: say book your check in come in let's like go over the pieces and let's find out
1: <laughs> right i mean so you have what so think of the other tools we have in terms of measurements we have you know wattify which is going to help you measure certain progress in terms of strength numbers in terms of um you know some of the wad testing that we do um you know if you use like a sleep tracker Or you know a whoop or something like that. Then you are measuring daily activity to see. You know, I actually I am glued to my phone on my step tracker, right? I Mm -hmm. try to get ten thousand steps a day. That's an important part of my day. Um, Then I know I am not like a zombie. I am, and if I do that, it's I know that it's a good day. And so this becomes just another tool like that. But in order for it to be um, effective. It needs to be something that's done on a regular basis. So, how often would you recommend someone measure themselves on an in body Meg?
0: I mean, a little bit loaded. I think if you're newly is, kind of yes. getting after it, you know, if you're newly getting after it and you're actually making some, you know, good adjustments to your habits, especially like newer starting out, then kind of like a month, month and a half is a decent time frame, kind of that four, six weeks time frame. If, You've been like in it a little bit longer, then you might spread it out a little bit, and it might be more of a two to three month kind of time frame in which you are going to like estimate that.
1: Yeah, um, I would say also if you've never done it before, book a check in, come and do it, um, mm. just to kind of gather more information about yourself, because you might be surprised by some of it. And I know I, you know, we get feedback sometimes where people. You know, they're scared of it. They don't like it. They don't want to see the results, but there's way more to it, excuse me, than just seeing like your body fat percentage, right? There's way Mm -hmm. more in it and it actually can be a springboard to help you kind of reach the goals that, you know, you've been seeking for so long. And so we definitely recommend that you, if you've never done it, come and do it. Um, And let's just use it as a starting point to kind of see where you're at and and get to know you a little bit more in terms of literally what you're made of. Mm
0: -hmm. Plus, I always tell you some fun, weird facts or things that go along with it. So you want to hang out with me and do that too, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so come use it to find out more about yourself, but also to hang out with Megs. So there you go. (laughs) All right. So as we kind of wrap this up, so if I am going to use it, Megs, how okay. do you use this things properly?
0: Okay, it's a great question. Because there are a few things that um, there's the ideal, which is that it's going to be the exact same like situation every single time. You know, ideally, it's going to be in the morning, after you've gone to the bathroom, haven't had a lot of food, um, those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. if we're looking for like the bare minimum, what we want is repeatable. So if you do it in the morning, always kind of do it in the morning. We always want to do it before you work out. So not after a workout um, because things are, blood is pumping, things are moving, and it kind of can skew your results. Um, so definitely wanted to look for consistency on that. Um, so time of day before a workout, preferably yeah. after the bathroom.
1: Yeah. all all conditions to be the same.
0: Yeah. It's just like the same repeatable.
1: Exactly. So making sure every time you do it, it's like deja vu coming to the gym in terms of what happened before the scan, um, is going to be ideal. If we were to take this into a lab, you know, I'd tell you probably, you know, it's like going into surgery. You're not eating the night before. Um, you know, you're drinking very little water, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and that's going to provide the more precise measurement. But at the end of the day, as long as we're coming in with, under similar conditions, then we'll get more of an accurate reading every time that you use it. Um, just a caveat to all of this for women's, it's not recommended that you do it on your cycle because um, that hormonally can skew things um, in the scan. Um, but other than that, don't wear jewelry either. And also, you don't yeah. need to be naked to go on it. <laughs> let's let's be clear. Let's be clear on this. <laughs> Keep your clothes on for the most part. Cool. Well, so that's kind of like the inbody scan. That's why we have it. That's what it's about. If you've never used it before, I definitely recommend you book the member check-in and um come in and use it. You know, it's a good time of year to kind of see where you're at, help you set some goals for the new year potentially. Um and just kind of learn a little bit more about what you're made of. Love it. All right, guys. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you haven't got uh, your coffee fixed yet today, head on over to Boxcar Social. They will hook it up. Um, and we will chat next time. Have a great day.